music's always been a major part of my life. Once I, actually, my parents, there was a theater in Chicago called the Regal Theater. And when I was growing up, as early as two years old, I can remember going over to the Regal and seeing people like Duke Ellington and Count Basie and Sarah Vaughan and all the top jazz people as I grew up. We lived upstairs on the second floor of my godmother's house. The piano actually was given to me by another godmother that I had. So we got the piano and my mother said, well, you'll be taking piano lessons. Okay, you know. But the piano was, was on the front porch where I could look out and see everybody running up and down the street playing. <laughs> so the deal was that I was going to practice every day for an hour, no matter what. And this friend would come over, and he'd be sitting there because he wanted to go out and play. <laughs> and I can remember him saying, can you hurry up? You know what I'm saying? There's no way to hurry up an hour. It is what, <laughs> what it is. <laughs> I tell people now, you know, I've never seen anybody make a dime playing hide-and-seek. Eventually, I grew to love it. You know, I, I'd be at the piano for four hours and not, not one. I really didn't actually learn how to play jazz until actually I got out of college and started rubbing elbows with other people who actually played the music. And I learned from them and kind of on-the-job training, really. I had a, a trio, then I had a quartet, and then I formed a band that had five pieces. And we were, at that time, there were about 30 different clubs in Gary where you could go from one spot and play the next weekend. You could play someplace else. And we would actually, uh, on our breaks, run from one club to the other to listen to another guy play and then come back and play some more. So that's really how this all got started. The thing is about jazz is that we have access to it. There's some things that some minorities don't even have access to. The symphony was something that we didn't have equal access to. You know, so you couldn't prove your metal there. But jazz, you always could. It was, it's one of the, I guess, racial forerunners in it because there have been mixed bands since, since when? Whether you're white or black, once you hit the bandstand, then you're on your own. If you can play, you can play. If you can't, you know, you can't. And, and it's obvious to everybody. And I guess it's the same way in sports. It's, it's an equalizer. Once here at the university, we played with a guy named Red Rodney. He was a white guy that played with Charlie Parker. He was telling us the story of when they went down south, he had red hair, kind of a light complexion. So they billed him as albino red, you know, because mixed bands couldn't travel the south. When Duke Ellington went south, he rented a set of Pullman cars, and the guys would just travel the south. They wouldn't do hotels. Blacks couldn't stay in the, the regular hotels, so they worked off of the Pullman cars. Well, there's a jazz musician named Clark Terry, and he had played in this band that used to go down to Carroll, Illinois. My mother used to see that band. And he played in Duke Ellington's band for about nine years. And so I was riding in the car with him, and I was saying, I know you used to play in Eddie Randall's band, and you guys used to go down to Carroll and play. And he said, oh, yeah, that's, that's that city where the guy came up on the bandstand and cut Duke Ellington's tie in half. Those are the kinds of things that used to, you know, can you imagine a man of Duke Ellington's stature having something like that happen? My take on the whole thing is that all of the races on the planet were put here by God. All of us have different takes on things. If everybody would work together, you know, 
my strength might help you and your strength might help. It's like a puzzle. All the pieces of the puzzle can't be the same. You know, they have to be different. The differences are, are really a strength. I don't see why you would want to be by everybody that's just like you. If everybody were like me, it might be kind of sad, you know. <laughs> I need somebody that plays the saxophone. I don't need a bunch of piano players.